What is going on, you guys? I go by the name Unknown, and you are listening to the Pipe Bomb Podcast. And this is our SmackDown Live review from the March 20th, 2020 episode. And we're going to jump right into it. I know this review is a little late. You know, certain circumstances are going on. So I had to attend to that, you know, try to find, you know, go grocery shopping, whatever. But here's the review. Um... After what AEW gave us on Wednesday and watching this episode of SmackDown, this episode of SmackDown made me want to just like jump off my balcony and die because we're going to start this shit off. Um, the opening segment was Michael Cole saying that helped me introduce, you know, the, the host of WrestleMania, which is Rob Gronkowski and Mondra Raleigh is there, like, hyping on Michael Cole, slapping him on the ass, like, you know, the baseball pad to the ass, like, oh my goodness, like, you gotta do better than that, Cole, being hyped. Then Gronk comes out dancing and shit, having a good time, and then King Corbin comes out, says that we both come from the NFL, you know, this is nothing like the NFL, because I'm bet whatever the hell Corbin said, a little cringy fucking promo. Then Elias comes out, whatever. Then Gronk says that he's going to make it happen, if he could make it happen, that at WrestleMania, we're going to get King Corbin versus Elias. Why? Why? Um, all that really happened in that segment was that announcement and um, Elias being like on his like all fours, doing like the whole kid trick, like he's going to push Corbin and then Corbin falls and shit. That's basically what happened. And then Elias is like, ha-ha. Whatever, then Elias throws out Corbin over the top rope, and that's when Gronk makes the announcement that Corbin will take on Elias at WrestleMania. I just don't care. I really don't care. We're going to run right through this shit. Then we get into the first match of the night, and it was a tag team match. Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak versus Shisuke Nakamura and Cesaro. Um, If there was a crowd, I feel like I would like this match a little bit more. But, like, the technical side... Of this match, like wrestling and everything, was a really decent match. I'm not gonna hate the match. Like it was a really, you know, it was a pretty decent, you know, a really good match. But without the crowd interaction and whatever, it really lost steam. After like the first five minutes, I was kind of like, okay, can this match hurry up? And it went through like two commercials, I believe, you know, to try to kill time. Then after that, um, Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak are, like, stretching in the gym, like, doing lunges or whatever. And Sami Zayn is upset that, like, they got a fluke victory or whatever. And then next week, well, this week on SmackDown, if Drew Gulak could beat Shinsuke Nakamura at SummerSlam, we're going to get Daniel Bryan versus Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Championship. I'm excited. Like, I, I, I want to stay positive through this time because this everybody in the world is going through a really tough time right now. It's not just in the U.S., it's everywhere, globally. So, like, I'm just trying to stay positive, and I respect everybody at WWE to trying to entertain the masses because this is, like, the only sports thing that is happening right now, you know, and they're really trying their best, but, man, I don't want to see Daniel Bryan versus Sami Zayn in a crowdless WrestleMania, you know, especially for the IC title. So, that's that. Then we get into a second segment, and it was um, Paige returns via satellite. You know, she didn't want to risk the virus or whatever. So, I guess, like, she didn't want to, 
you know, travel to the PC or whatever. So she, they did, just did the Skype via satellite, whatever. Then Bailey comes out and Sasha Banks is also with her saying like, oh, you're never here. You've been saying you you were going to be here for the past like three weeks and you weren't here. And then now at WrestleMania for the SmackDown Women's title is going to be a six-pack challenge or whatever the case is. And it's going to be Bailey taking on Sasha Banks, Naomi, Lacey Evans, Dana Brooke, and no one's meaner than Tamina, Snuka. I don't care about this. I really don't care. Then we get into the next match, and it wasn't really a match live. All they did was just replay John Cena versus Bray Wyatt from WrestleMania 30. And I remember why I didn't like that match, because the match itself, the storytelling in the match of, like, Bray Wyatt trying to get Cena to, like, be heel and, like, like show his true colors, I, I, I like that aspect of the match. But as a wrestling match, the match was not good. The match was not good, and I could have done without it. After that, we get The Miz and John Morrison in the ring poking fun. And at the top of the... They had, like, this vignette of Miz and Morrison dressed as ham. Poking fun at Heavy Machinery. They had Miz and Morrison, right, dressed as The New Day with Morrison in a unicorn costume. And The Miz dressed as Big E or whatever, Really cringy. Then on the next like little vignette, they had like Miz and Morrison were dressed up as the Usos, and it was been announced that this coming up Friday on SmackDown that there's gonna be a, a qualifier match for the number one contender for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships at Mania. So the match is the New Day versus the Usos, and whoever wins takes on Miz and Morrison at WrestleMania 36. Then after all that. We get into a match, and it's the Miz and John Morrison versus Heavy Machinery. Um, this match was pretty decent. Like I, I, I was kind of falling asleep, but like it was whatever. But during the match, you know, Dolph Ziggler comes out to try to distract Otis. Then Dolph Ziggler's on commentary, talking with Michael Cole, talking about the whole Mandy Rose situation. Then Dolph Ziggler distracts Otis while Otis is about to do. You know, the, the caterpillar or whatever the hell he calls it. And then Dolph basically tells Otis, just look at the big screen. Just just look. And then there's, like, Instagram photos of, like, of Ziggler and Mandy Rose, like, all over the park and, like, in the car, holding hands, being, like, all, like, they ready to fuck each other and shit. And Otis is pissed off. Otis is upset. He gets out the ring, tries to go get Ziggler. He gets his hands on Ziggler. But then Miz and Morrison are there to help out Ziggler. They attack him. Otis loses his mind. He gets really upset. He can't get to Ziggler. But then he gets his hand on Miz and Morrison. And Otis spears Miz and Morrison through the barricade. And I was like, holy shit. But if there was a crowd, we would have gotten that holy shit chant. But for it to be a crowdless show that this is going to be the new norm for a couple of months, I pray to God that this is not. But if it is, wow. Otis spears Miz and Morrison through the barricade. He's upset. Otis gets a chair from, like, on the outside of, like, the other side of the barricade. And then Tucker's like, Otis, no. Don't do it. Bad boy. Put the chair down. Put the chair down. Otis didn't want to listen. He's livid. He's upset. And he hits Morrison and Miz with the chair. The match ends in a DQ. Miz and Morrison. Miz and Morrison pick up the victory. And that's about it.
and Ziggler's on top of the stage looking surprised, like, oh my God. Um, I give him a, I don't even want to say a grade or a rating for this match, but I applaud them for trying to entertain us. I'm going to always keep saying that because I want to get on here and just rip WWE a new one for them putting on some bullshit fucking shows. But it's like, when you look at everything that's happening in the world today, you can't really blame WWE at all. You just got to just like, you're trying. But like, I don't know. It's just, it's really weird. Then we get into the last segment of the night and it was Goldberg and Roman Reigns in the contract signing. And basically, Michael Cole asked Goldberg, how, who did you expect who, who who did you want to come out? When when you said doesn't matter who was last, who's next? Then Roman comes out and says I'm next. Goldberg says I'm kind of glad that it was Roman, cause I wanted this match for a long time. And then Michael Cole asks Roman, how do you feel about people saying that you didn't earn this title shot at WrestleMania with Goldberg and whatever? And Roman is like, well I busted my ass doing house shows and main eventing house shows. Does that in the third? Then he called Goldberg a bitch, and Goldberg was like, oh, yeah? Yeah, and they going, you know, a little bit back and forth. Then I, I don't know who it was after Roman called Goldberg a bitch. I think it was Goldberg or Roman that flipped the table to the side, and they were, like, almost nose to nose. They just said, fuck social distancing. We're, like, we write nose to nose because this match is serious, right? But they were standing face to face, and that was the end of SmackDown. I mean... It's gonna. It's hard for me to rate this because of everything that's happening, right? So I don't want to give it like oh, like a four out of ten or a three out of ten. So I really can't rate this. But this episode was really bad. I just wish they would try a little bit harder, right? And this is my thing. I'm gonna say it from now, right? If WWE, if the superstars are like afraid to travel and they're concerned because. Not a lot of the superstars live in Florida. Not a lot of them live in Orlando. Like Seth Rollins, the healers in um in Iowa or whatever, you know, whatever the case. Like there's certain superstars that just don't live in Florida. So if some of them are like afraid to travel or don't want to travel because of concerns for their health and they're looking out for their health, which they should, and shouldn't be fucking slaving to Vince McMahon. Doesn't matter how much money he's gonna fucking throw at them. Like take care for your health first. You know, but if they're unable to travel or they don't want to travel, if I was WWE, I would air classic SmackDown episodes. Like what I would do, right? I would have a poll, right? At the start of the show, right? I'll have like, I don't know. Let's say on SmackDown, it was like Edge versus Eddie Guerrero in, in that in that ladder match, right? Or something. Or like Jeff Hardy versus Undertaker on SmackDown. Like just something, right? Like an old SmackDown match that's really good, right? And have the fans vote. And then in the first 30 minutes going into the show, whichever match has like the most votes, that's the match they play. And then after that match, they do the same thing. So that way, you know, it just gives people some old nostalgia if the, if the, if the wrestlers don't want to you know, go to the performance center because of concerns for their safety and, you know, whatever. They want to take care of themselves. That's just an idea. If WWE is listening to this, that will be a smart idea. Just start showing classic SmackDown matches, and there's a lot of classic SmackDown matches. 
Um, anyway, guys, that is the end of the SmackDown Live review. If you're new to the channel, be sure to subscribe and hit that notification bell. And if you enjoy the SmackDown Live review, be sure to hit that like with a Stone Cold Stunner. And in the comments, let us know. Did you like SmackDown? Did you hate SmackDown? Did you even watch SmackDown? Let us know in the comment section down below. I go by the name Unknown. Pipe Bomb.